and welcome to episode 125, the first one of 2023. I almost said 2022. As always, Mike, your host, I'm back. Bill is back. Kenny's back. Oscar is in the green room. He's got a avatar picture that I refuse to bring on the screen, so I'm going <laughs> to wait for him to come back to his laptop, and Jason will be joining us shortly. Bill, Kenny, how are you guys, and how was your new year? Happy New Year's, everybody. Good. good. We we ended the year on a sour note, but uh, hopefully your new year itself was more pleasant than last Friday. Um, today we have a lot to talk about. Another year, another soap opera at our club. It's becoming an annual tradition. <coughs> Oscar has now joined us. Oscar, how are you? Very good. Very good, guys. Happy New Year. All right. Oscar was worried that his voice wasn't going to be up to par. He he partied for New Year's like a 21-year-old. Yeah, so. I left it behind. I left it behind. <laughs> so today we have uh, Benfica, uh, Sporting Braga 3, Benfica 0. First defeat of the year after 28 matches unbeaten. We succumb to our first defeat uh, just before the turn of the year against Braga, a match that we expected to be difficult, but not sure we expected the performance to be what it was, if that's what you want to call it, a performance. We will talk about January transfer window, some rumors, some talks about who's coming, who's going, and of course, we have to talk about, naturally, the Enzo Fernandez chaos that's going on. Uh, we'll give you some insight into what we know um, based on very reliable sources. Um and we'll get your thoughts. How are you guys feeling about it? Are you as frustrated as us? And you have the opportunity to call in and join us and take part in the conversation, video or audio, however you prefer. You can do audio uh, just itself without doing video. If you're laying in bed watching us and you don't want to show your face, that's fine. You can just join us with audio. Um, and if you join, uh, you know what? We're going to throw in a free Continue Benfica t-shirt or hoodie. Um, your choice. So a little incentive for you to jump in and, and join us and, and join the conversation and, and make it a little bit more uh, engaging uh, with you guys. But if you don't want to join, that's fine. Send us your comments and your thoughts in the, in the chat, um, and we will gladly uh, partake in that conversation with you as well. Lastly, para malta que esteja a ver em português, hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês. Amanhã temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente, a partir das 21 horas, hora de Portugal. Por isso, hoje estão à vontade de participar aqui nesta nossa conversa. Todos percebemos português. Deixem os vossos comentários na caixa de comentários uh, e iremos abordar uh, as vossas opiniões, sugestões, um, frustrações. Uh, deixem a vossa opinião em relação ao Enzo, à derrota, com o Braga. Um, Mas como disse, hoje é o podcast em inglês, uh, amanhã temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente. Um, quickly in the chat, uh, Arnaldo Rosa says força glorioso, Arnaldo, sorry, desculpe, Arnaldo Rosa, força glorioso, and Joaninha, I should get one for joining last time. <laughs> you got a point, you know what, I'll, I'll toss one your way, we'll chat after the podcast. Um, gentlemen, Braga 3, Benfica 0, I'm going to start it with this. At least I'm going to speak for myself. I expected a defeat to come sooner or later. I'm not one of those romantics that believed that Benfica was going to go the whole on, whole season undefeated. Cinderella story. Um, I was certain that there was going to be a defeat, maybe more than one defeat along the way. <clears throat> There's no team that's going to play at their top level throughout the season across various competitions. Now, the way the defeat came was very surprising and very 
frustrating to say the least. So before I give my thoughts, um, I'm going to pass it over to Kenny. Kenny, what were your thoughts on that game, the performance, the result? Yeah. So, I mean, you, I kind of, I feel the same way, right? I think, um, you know, I, I'm not disappointed. I, I, how do I, how should I put this? I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I think I'm more worried than, 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 you know, than you. Um, I think, uh, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts here. It's been a long day. Um, let's put it this way. Bayfica's got a tough schedule coming up. In my opinion, uh, one loss isn't a big deal, but you start accumulating loans um, after a long break. I think you can see that trouble could be on on the way. Um, I was trying to actually pull up stats here from 2019-2020 season when we had also that COVID break in the season. I believe we were seven points up in the league, I believe, at that time. And we ended up losing the league after that break. Um, And again, it was just one draw. I think it was one loss. To a, a rival, and then it just snowballed after that. Um, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of drama with the team going on. Uh, the Enzo saga, uh, I would have felt better if it was a loss, but we played well. But like you said, it was not a pretty game. Um, we didn't show what we've been showing the first half of the season, and um, it is concerning. Now, this Friday, if we win and we look much better, will my view on it all change? Of course, I think that will that will be a good sign. But um, it's it's so tough, man. And all it takes is one and Por- and like, dude, Porto and Spartan have been dominating, like dominating their their pre their last few games. So it's not it's not a good sign. I'm I'm not at like the highest of alert, like ready to press the button. But it's it's it is concerning to me. It, I wasn't feeling good after that game. I was pretty. I'm gonna ask. On. I'm gonna ask you this: before that game, twenty games unbeaten in official matches. Did you feel like Benfica was at their climax, unbeatable, um, you know, the cream of the crop? We were unbeatable. Was that your sentiment, right? Like, but like what I'm saying is like, did you, did you sense like we were the best and unstoppable at that phase? I didn't think regardless of we had 28 games unbeaten, but did you feel like, you know, we were, at the peak, no one's touching us. You know, we're going to run the table. I, I, I think we would have lost a game here or there. Uh, um, okay. I was, th- I would, I would say that I was hoping to go the the regular the Portuguese league undefeated. I think that was a possibility. Now, really, you know, would we yeah. lose a game in Champions League here or there? Yeah, but I think that we would we could have gone undefeated if everything was status quo. We could have gone undefeated in the league. It's happened before, um, but. It's again. It comes down to how we lost the Braga. Like, if we had lost, if we had lost a two-one game, or we got some bad luck, I would, I would be fine. Like, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's inevitable. But the way we lost, I mean, we got. I felt like we. I wouldn't say dominated, but I felt like we just didn't show up. We, I would say the first half we got <clears throat> dumped on, and then the second half I thought we looked a lot better. We just couldn't put the damn ball in the net. Um, yeah. Bill, I'm gonna pass it to you. Thoughts on the performance, the result? Were you a believer or romantic that we could go all the way, at least domestically, without a defeat? Joaninha says here, I feel like this was inevitable with the World Cup break. 
Um, Red Baron, welcome back. Happy New Year, folks. We shot the bed. No other way putting it. Bill. No, I, I agree with with what Red Baron just said right there. I think, like Kenny touched on, the it was it wasn't just like the loss, right? The, I I feel like the loss losing the game was going to happen at some point. I didn't, I didn't expect us to go the entire season with without losing a game because I. If you think about it, once we get into the later stages of Tasa Portugal, the Champions League, we all expect us to potentially go through against Club Rouge, right? You're going to have to start rotating the squad, right? You're going to have to kind of put set importance to certain games over others because you're not going to be able to have the same 11 out there every three day, every three days. Um, so I figured there would be a loss at some point, um, but I think it's the way we lost this game um, – we looked horrible. It wasn't just like one or two guys looked at like the entire team, the guys that even were, weren't at the world cup that were training the, not the entire time, but that were with the club for, for, <laughs> for most of, your, most of the time. agrees with you. Just yeah. an alert. I appreciate it. <laughs> now at least we got bit. one fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just, it was the performance and, and the way we looked and, it I, there was something with the team that like once we went down was a two zero I think they were like it was like that old the uh, the JJ season once we got down you saw heads go down and it was one of those things where you felt like the team maybe felt like this one might be done for and we couldn't claw our way out of it I I, I said it in our group chat I said the second half is going to tell a lot right like what this team's kind of built of and made out of and they they looked a little bit better but. I mean, we couldn't find the back of the net. I, I think that overall that we didn't deserve – we deserved to lose. We we did not look good at all. Braga, I mean, they had a game plan. They they sat back, countered, hit us well on the counter. We also – Early goal also helped. Yeah. We also played into it making stupid fucking mistakes, like stuff that typically you wouldn't see. Florentino was making all sorts of mistakes in the midfield. He seemed like he was on ice skates, just sliding all over the place left and right. Um so it was a uh, overall a horrible performance. I I knew it was I knew the loss was coming at some point. This just makes it feel worse, I think, because of everyone's concern with the World Cup break, right? Right in the middle of the season, being stopped for like a month and a half. Like that was the big concern. How are we gonna look coming back? And I think this just magnifies that we look like shit. Um, now, like Kenny said, Friday is is the big is the big one. How are we going to bounce back from that loss? Are we going to look good or is it going to be another struggle to, to potentially hopefully get three points because we need to bounce back with, with a win. And that's the title of our podcast. How will we bounce back? I think that's going to be the most telling part <clears throat> before I go to Oscar, Jason, welcome. New happy new year. How are you? Hello right, guys. How's everyone? Good, good, uh, good. Yeah. Now, now we're going to pass the ball here to uh hashtag the realist. <laughs> Oscar is going to lay down the law here and tell us how are you feeling? I feel like Oscar's reaction is going to be um, <clears throat> a little bit more aggressive, um, but maybe I'll be wrong. What were your no, thoughts on the game, the performance, any conspiracy theories brewing in your head? No, no. Oh, I, actually, <laughs> I actually agree with what Bill and uh, Kenny said. Um, what surprises me about this game is how bad we played. We legitimately did not look like at all what we played in the first half of the season. Um, some of the players were sub-performing like I've never seen before. 
um, it felt like a preseason game all over again, and 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 where people, where the coach tries different players, even though that was our normal lineup, some of the players were just off, completely off. I had a bad feeling about this World Cup from day one. You guys all know that. I had a bad feeling about Benfica coming back and uh, and basically shitting bed. And it's I hope I'm wrong. I had a bad feeling about Enzo in this World Cup, and I was right about that. Um, so. So this this is like what I'm concerned about is like we've never been through this phase where we come have to come back from a loss. Um, it's going to tell a lot about how this team is built and what we can expect going forward. Now, if Portimonense is the best case scenario because they are horrible this season. I mean, if you look at their record, it's like loss, 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 tie here, loss, loss. So and we play in at home. So if there's, a, if there's a team that we can bounce back against, it's Portimonense. Now, if we don't get a good result against Portimonense, we've fallen off the cliff. <laughs> and, and, that's, the... And, and, that's, and that's me being realistic right now. Like, I, I just don't – we have a lot of young kids in our team. Um, we have a lot of th- kids that think like, – and I'm not, not talking bad about – right now, ben, Enzo's on my shit list, right? But I have a feeling if, if Portugal had won the World Cup and – Ramos had a great World Cup. You'll be in the same boat as Enzo. All right, and that like it's just a, a thing of like, these young kids nowadays. They look at the green, they look at the money, and obviously they want better. They they want to make triple, quadruple the money they make it at Benfica. They don't play for the shirt anymore. So to me, is more how we bounce back from this loss having such a young squad. I agree. And Jay, before I pass it to you, I said it in our group chat on Friday. And I tried to not engage in too much conversation about the game because I wanted to leave it for today. But um, like I said at the beginning, I wasn't one of those that thought this was going to be a Cinderella story and the sky is beautiful and rosy and the sun's shining bright and we're going to have a Cinderella story that we're going to win. You know, went out in the Portuguese League domestically. We're not going to, you know, have a speed bump here or there. Um, I was a believer that... Eventually, one or two speed bumps are gonna are gonna arrive, and I'm speaking domestically, right? Because the expectation is that we're not gonna win the Champions League, right? So, I was a believer of that. <clears throat> now, uh, when I think I tried to think about it, right? Like, would I be more upset Benfica lost to Braga three zero away in a match that, regardless of the situation, it was it was gonna be difficult, or would I be more upset if we lost at home to a lower half team? Right. Or a way to a lower half team or like either way, how I tried to cut it, I would be pissed off, whether it was a a weaker team, whether it was a better team, whether it was a rival, a loss was going to taste the same way because it was our first, regardless of honestly, the performance, uh, the result, right? Like three zero and the way we played isn't flattering, isn't pleasant. Right. But I feel like even if we had lost two to one, I would have been equally as pissed off because we had gone 28 games without losing. And it was the first game back from a long break. With that said, I feel like I'm, I've turned the page. I'm not even frustrated about it. I, I really turned the page quick on Friday. I'm more focused now on the reaction for Friday. I guess I feel like that, like you guys said, is more important, at least for me, because I think it's going to tell us a lot. And don't forget, we have no Rafa on Friday because he's suspended for yellow cards. Um, David Neres is still in limbo. And Enzo Fernandez isn't playing on Friday. 
and we'll so get let, into that. So let me ask you this. So let's say we come out with a tie next on Friday. What's what's what what do you say then? Then I'm worried. 100 okay, percent worried. But don't you think that the game on Friday stems from the Braga It could, but I think it could. But the way I look at it is, I think it could. This team has given us. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. But this team, the way I'm trying to look at it is, this team has given us 28 games of undefeated football and really good football at times. They've given me more to believe that they can bounce back than not enough to believe that they're going to shit the bed long term. Right. So, like, I'm, I'm, holding on to the fact that we went 28 games of, of not being beat to think, all right, it, it happens, right? Like you're going to have a bad performance. If there was a time to have a bad performance, that was it coming off. We had six players that were away at the world cup that were starters that hadn't been playing during that phase. Jomadi wasn't getting minutes, right? Gonzalo Ramos got a few minutes. Tony Silva didn't get minutes. Right? So like there was a lot. And again, it's not an excuse. It's just a fact, right? And, and if there was a, time that Benfica was going to have a subpar performance, I feel like that would have been the time. Now, on Friday, after that, if this team doesn't bounce back, um, even from a mental state, from uh, an expectation perspective, from a commitment on the field perspective, like, we looked completely shot. Like, there was no press. There was no imagination. There was no creativity. There were very limited chances created. Simple passes. We weren't making them defensively. Like, Florentino was like, looked like he was on ice skates like what the hell was going on he was he was all over the floor and i was telling bill that i don't know if you guys remember but bruno lagier uh florentino had a game against braga away and i remember like it was yesterday and it was one of the worst performances he ever had and he had played well that season but that game away at braga was the downfall of his future at benfica and he ended up basically after that he didn't play much after that I told Bill that game reminded me of Florentino from that game. Now, I hope that's not the case. Again, this team has showed us enough over 28 games to believe that that was just a one slip up, right? And the, on Friday, they'll they'll sort the course out again and we'll be back on track. If that doesn't happen, then naturally, I think we have to take a step back and say, oh, hold on a second, right? Like, did are we really going to hit a phase now where we're going to be in trouble? But again, we won't know that till Friday. Uh, and, and guys, another thing: a bad result Friday puts everything in Porto's hands. If they win, correct, because then they depend on themselves. Yeah, yeah, correct. And then you got Sporting after that. Correct. So I think if we can win against Portimonense and have a good performance, and then we have a big game against Sporting and get a result there, then I think this team anemically, mentally, motivationally will be back right where we need to be. Now, if we get a bad result against Portimonense. Against Sporting at home, we've seen us get stomped on at home against Sporting, right? We all witnessed it, 3-0, 3-0, 3-1, 3-1. So it's happened, and it's possible. I think Friday's game is going to dictate a lot of what comes out of that game. Jay, how are you feeling about that game on Friday? What do you have to add here? To be honest, I really don't want to add anything else. I think you guys <laughs> pretty much covered it all. Um, I will say that I, I totally agree that we need to kind of turn the page and move on and hopefully get, we need to get a result. Like, I don't, I know you mentioned a tie. Like, I think they need to get a W. Oh, we I definitely need to get a W. Like, no I, I, we can't. I, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. I just think that they, in it had, to my opinion, the way that they were playing 
if they want to convince the fans again, they need to play, they need to win and like convincingly. I agree. They need to ball the fuck out because that was terrible. Florentino, you mentioned Florentino Enzo, complete shit, yep. like complete shit. To me, that's where we lost the game, and and uh, and then Arta was having a fucking field day in there. So yep. their midfield um, just completely outplayed us. The two brothers, yeah. I'm just saying, the two brothers were just fucking killing us. And Musrati was basically just stopping everything. Like there, yeah. nothing was getting through their midfield. That, that midfield was phenomenal. They had a right game plan for us. I, I just thought that Enzo came out like shit. Like I don't, I, I really haven't been following up. Enzo, Enzo played like someone that didn't want to play. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was going to be your problem pretty soon. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Let's quickly go through here the comments. Red Baron says the elimination against Morenas I think played a role. We sat for two weeks instead of playing that additional game that would have gotten us more game ready against Braga. <clears throat> That's a point. They had a, a long stoppage, but I will say against Morenas, even though we tied, <clears throat> and people I feel like were acting like the sky was falling after that we draw, on them. <clears throat> we got eliminated from the Tasa Liga on goal difference. Um, <clears throat> we didn't lose that game. It felt like a loss, but. I mean, we created like 20 goddamn yeah. chances and we just could not find the back. They had one penalty and that was it. Like they didn't really, they had a shot off the crossbar, I believe. But apart from that, like <clears throat> they didn't, we were all over them. We just couldn't find the back of the net. Um, but I agree. I think a culmination of the stoppage of games that weren't really motivating. I mean, you're playing a Penafiel, um, you're playing a Muredens. Uh, who was the other team in our Stilo Damadora, right? Like you're playing those teams for the guys that stayed back. Like, <clears throat> No disrespect, but like you, some of your teammates are playing in the World Cup. You know, there's a lot more uh, engagement in those games. And like here you are playing against, you know, a Silva or a Penafia. Right? Like, <clears throat> I feel like it just, it, it's a culmination of all that stuff. Joanina says the reason it's so devastating is because how good they were doing. If they were winning, playing mediocre, it wouldn't be as much of a disappointment, but they were so solid and now just got shot on a team that just lost 5 0 to Sporting. Yeah. So- <clears throat> Yeah, that, so so I was gonna bring that up too. So she 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 brings up a good point, right? Like look at look at our rivals, especially Sporting had just beat them a few weeks back, five nothing. Porto's been dominating. Yes, they're they're weaker opponents. I get that we were playing Braga and they came to you know they showed up. Yeah. But like I'll play the other side of the fence, right? Like like I said earlier, a lot of this can snowball very very quickly, and and, and start accumulating. We can even go back to the Muradins game in the Tasa of the League and be like, maybe that's where the downfall started, right? Like, I feel like we we, we can't get complacent, right? I, I've said this on, on the podcast, like, getting complacent, shit like this happens, and then all of a yep. sudden you're, you know, your seven-point lead or whatever it is turns into shit. Now we're, we're back to bat. And, like, I want the cushion. I want, like, there's still a lot of ball left. Yep. I, I want the cushion all the way through. And we were in good position, and it, it would suck to to lose out on that. And and again, I mean, we're going to talk about the transfer the transfer market after. But like again, let's not get complacent. Like we're on top. Let's not just be like, oh, everything's good. Like let's just keep it status quo. Like if you have an opportunity to even do better and get better and play better, then do it. Don't just sit back and be like, oh, whatever. It, it, it was inevitable. It was, it was it's just one game. Like no, I, I don't want to look at it that way because. We've seen it. Again, I'll go back to the 29. I was just looking at it here. 2019-2020, probably I think we forget how good we were at the beginning of that season. We were killing teams 4 nothing, 5 nothing. Like, we weren't even getting scored on. The only loss JJ? Was, no, was uh, with uh, Bruno Lage's last season when he got sacked at oh, the yeah. end. We only had one loss against Porto. Yep. Um, all the other half. games were 5 nothing, 
again, like we we were tons of clean sheets, four nothing yep. results all over the place. And then we lost after the return back, we lost to Porto. Santa Clara. Oh yeah. Uh Braga? No. Well, Santa Clara was the first game after the break. We lost at home. 4 2, 4 3. The first round, we only lost to Porto. That's right. Correct. The first yeah. round, we only lost to Porto. Where's yeah. Santa Clara? I don't even see Santa Clara here. The game was in like April, I think. Are you looking at 2019, 2020? Yeah, 1920. That was, yeah, that was that was last, last season. Oh, Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it yeah. is. 4 2, 4 3, 4 3. Yeah. 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 And, and like, it, dude, it. it it's kind of very, it's to, to me, very reminiscent to that same type of break, right? It was like a month long or almost a month long. A um, longer, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's like a new, you know, a pretty f- recent uh, case study here of like how we did not return well and Porto dominated after that return. Like they were crushing it. So and Porto lost points in that first game too. That Porto first had game. Played the, Porto had played the day before us and I believe they lost the way to family count, if I'm not mistaken. Or tied, yeah. and then we lost the next day against Santa Clara at home. Um, yeah, so I, I, again, I don't disagree. I know that Sporting had just beat Braga 5 0. I'm going to play the other side of the fence here as well. Braga in the toss of the Liga, knowing that they got a game coming up against Befica at home after the break with a huge opportunity to stamp themselves in the league, right? Where do you think they're going to be more motivated? Do you think they had an eye on that game? Like, you know what? And they, especially Sporting fucking bumped everyone. on them in the first half. They started I, everyone. I think Sporting scored all five no. goals in the first half. I just looked at Braga, I just looked at Braga's lineup. It was there was like five or six differences from the lineup that played us. Horta didn't play at all. Well, some of the guys that played against us, some of the guys that didn't play against us are normal starters. They just like Vitinha normally starts. Benza surprised didn't start. So there was a few changes, but I, I don't I don't disagree. I obviously we can't be complacent. Obviously, it's just a five point gap. One game, one bad result changes a lot. Right, even though we have the head-to-head against Porto right now, it changes a lot. Um, and like you said, Kenny, as we've seen, and Oscar and, and you guys, all it takes is one bad result, two bad results, and then the team starts second-guessing themselves. Right? Like, are we really going to fucking shit the bed again? Right? Is this really happening? So, but I also think that team morale is something in there in that locker room too. Like, how how are the players reacting of this like news about Enzo and all that? Like, maybe that affected the game. Like. I don't know. I just think that I just don't want this to snowball into like what you guys, if Kenny's thinking, where we're good, like Oscar's saying <laughs> that we're already falling off the cliff. I just want to push it as one bad, one bad game. Let's Oscar's just parachute on already. I'm not riding the bus. I mean, I'm on the bus, but I'm not driving the bus anymore. Listen, you were I, driving what? at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I gave that up in 2020. Uh, what do you mean? Whatever. I'm pretty sure Mike Kenny is driving drive. at the beginning of the season. I'm not now driving. Kenny no, can't drive. I'll, I'll drive. No, no, I'll drive. All right. I'll drive. Yeah, I, still believe in I can't it. drive. I, I crashed the bus it. last year. Um, Red Baron says we need to go into the Sporting game at least f- five points ahead, no doubt. And in order for us to go five points ahead, we have to win against Portimonense, which is yeah. an absolute must win. No ifs, ands, or buts. A game at home against Portimonense is an absolute must win. Juninho says yes, but it's one less piece of hardware that we can't win now. I get it, right? Like, the Tasa of the Liga is always that competition that no one cares about until you win it, right? Benfica's won it a lot. We haven't gonna, won it in a few years. If you're going to discard rank, one competition, exactly. I think we're all going to agree that of all the competitions we can win, the Tasa of the Liga is the least important. Now, does that yeah. mean that I want to go in and I lose? Agreed. Does it mean that I want to go in and lose and be like, I don't care? Of course not. But like, I, if, if he gets knocked out of the Tasa of the Liga, I'm not going to be like, fuck. 
it's a nightmare, right? Like it's a disaster of a season. No. Now, if it was a Taça Portugal, 100%, right? Like for me, Taça Portugal and the Campeonato are the two most important things that I think should always strive to win. Taça Liga, for me, is like a bonus, like a nice to have. For me, it's not a must have. That's just my opinion. Um, but out of, out, of the big, out of the big Go three ahead. teams, we're the only ones out already of the competition. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, Braga still, uh, Porto still in it, Sporting still in it. I get it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I, it, I agree. Yeah, you should. You have an obligation to get to that next phase. <laughs> I don't whatever disagree. Final four or whatever. But but we literally got eliminated on two. We we got eliminated with seven points on goal difference by one. But goal. Mike, who do, who do we play? I know. We played Benfica. We played Benfica. So so there's no there's no excuse. I don't give a shit. I'm not saying there's an excuse. There's no excuse. Our B team should have beat those teams. I 100% agree with you. We need to fucking stock up on depth. I 100% agree with you. What I'm what I was saying is, unfortunately, it's the reality of some players and some teams have that mindset of like this game's not as important, and we didn't take some game. Like I think we beat still Damodoro four to three. Or four two or something. It was a tight game. We beat Penafiel two no. zero, and we conceded right, goals. And, and and this is why I always say Benfica two one three one because we always concede goals. I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's always been conceding goals. Like that goal Stradamadora scored against us ninety fifth minute is basically knocked us out. Correct. Yeah. And it was a stupid goal, and it was a Morato mistake, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Juninho says, "What's worse, losing to Braga or now being out of the Tasa? For me, it's losing to Braga. 100%. Losing to Braga. I don't know if you guys agree. Kenny, Jay, Oscar. Both, uh, what's what's worse, losing to Braga or being out of the Tassa? At this phase right here. At this phase, I, mean, I would have mind. I, 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 I kind of wouldn't mind because we have to lose it one time, right? And if fine, we we let that go, but we still be in the competition to win a trophy. I think losing the trophy or getting knocked out is probably worse. Yeah, I, I would go the other way. For I, me, I would have liked to be in the Tassa. Like I know it's not a top priority, but it would be nice to like win all three, right? Like I think, <clears> yeah, I think. We, we should have an obligation to at least like get to the final, right? I agree. I'm pretty sure that was one of the requirements to get there. Um, but if I had to choose, I think losing to Braga is worse than being out of the Tasa Liga. Now, if you said yeah. the Tasa de Portugal, I would say being out of the Tasa de Portugal is worse than losing to Braga. Joaninha says, I agree with Oscar. Oh, I want all the trophies. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, segue into this. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with Oscar because... I got a conspiracy theory brewing here for you, Oscar, and I know that you're going to be all about it. Um, again, performance-wise, one of the worst performances we, we've seen, or the worst performance we've seen. Now, I think where we lost that game was in the midfield. And before the game, there was already the conversation of Enzo and Chelsea and Liverpool and Man United and whoever else was knocking at the door, waving a big stack of cash and wanting to take him away. Um, there was rumors that Enzo wouldn't start. He would start. Uh, there was uncertainty. Fact is, he started. Um, there was rumors that came out after the fact that he didn't want to play. Uh, I don't know what the motive was that. I didn't read the article. I don't know if it was because he didn't want to play because he was checked out or because he didn't feel like he was physically fit. Either way, I saw that Roger Schmidt and Rui Costa convinced him to start. Truth be told, physically he was there. Everything else was not like he just was jogging around. He wasn't really doing anything. He wasn't engaged. He didn't do anything. Florentino beside him was not engaged. And here's where the question is going to come for you, Oscar, is do you think if 
if in fact Enzo didn't want to play, do you think that was a message from the team based on the performance that we saw? Because in my eyes, and I think we all agree, the level of performance of that game was significantly below what we've seen from the team collectively and individually. We've all praised Tinu how much on this podcast all season, and he looked so out of his depth. I don't know what the hell was going on with him. And he's a guy that's been playing regularly, right? Like he wasn't at the World Cup, but he was playing. He's been practicing. The team as a whole looked terrible. Do you think that if that was the case, that that was a message from the team to say, you know what? Fuck you, right? Like, go fuck yourself. You don't want to be here. Peace out. And we're going to send a message. And they basically, you know, laid down and said, fuck off. This guy thinks he's better than all of us. We're going to send a message. That's a that's a dumb conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, I was so if Enzo, so if Enzo, some crazy ones, but that hold on. So if Enzo, so if Enzo doesn't play on Friday, oh, and Benfica looks back to the normal on Friday, what are you gonna say? The Portimonense is a lot worse than Braga. Oh, so, and, okay, so and, so and then it was just a speed bump. It was a speed uh, to me. Yeah. It, it could. It, it was a speed bump to me. Is Braga scoring a lot early and Benfica not reacting the way they should? I mean, we we've been below, we've been from behind or score winning from behind few games already this year so it's not it shouldn't be news to us but the way we reacted to Braga scoring first and Braga never letting go of the like you know the pedal they just kept going forward is what surprised me that Vika didn't have a reaction Enzo not wanted to play I I personally thought and I knew I had a feeling about Enzo coming back from the World Cup especially after winning the young player award and all that that he was going to be a total different it's going to affect the locker room and it's going to affect his head because his young kid Thinking that he's better than everybody else, right? But I it said still that affects it, the locker room. It doesn't affect them on the field. Effect, well, affects the locker room, meaning like if a, a kid comes into the locker room and, and brags about him winning the World Cup and then being young, he should be he should be better than Befica, whatever. On the field, Befica still wants to win. I don't think they played bad to lose on I, purpose. Yeah, I think the only thing like, on the field know. that it would that you would notice would be. Guys not yeah, wanting to give not him to the pass him the ball. Like, or, fuck you! I'm not going to play to you. I'll play a 30 yard ball to someone else instead right. of playing to you like five that, yards away. That, that I can see. You know, we saw that in Real Madrid when the, when Benzema had issues with Vinny. You never pass him the ball or told people not to pass him the ball and all the bullshit, right? So like, but they have an issue with a guy. It's more of like I won't pass you the ball, right? But in this case, I think the team just performed horrible, and I don't think it had to do with. Fuck you, Enzo. You think you're better than us? We're gonna we're gonna suck on purpose, so you get so you look bad, because they all look bad, and they affect all their images, not only Enzo's. Okay. And before I pass it to everyone else, I'm gonna ask you, what's your take on this whole situation, Oscar? My take on uh, on what's what situation here? Yeah, does he yeah, should, we, should we let him go? Him. Should we let him stay? Dude, I will say that look, based look on my, what look, we know. Look at my name. <laughs> based on what I know, but the people that listen after the fact don't can't see your name. His hashtag no, is Enzo my... But hold on quickly. From the information that we know from a very reliable source, um, the deal is done. Um, Enzo Fernandez has been sold. It's now just a matter of fine-tuning some of the details in terms of... Um, <clears throat> valuations for uh intermediaries and and the transfer process being done uh 
um, once all is said and done with fees and uh, paying River Plate for the 25% that they still own, um, Benfica will be left with $75 million. It's just a matter of figuring out what the breakdown of the payments will be. They're not going to pay. Chelsea's not going to pay the full amount. I think the full amount ends up being like $127 million plus $10 million in bonuses. Um, they won't be paying the 70 or they won't be paying the amount up front. Um, that's part of the negotiation. I think that's where we get the shit end of the stick. We do know that Rui Costa was not happy. Um, he did want to keep him till the end of the season. Enzo did not want to stay. Um, he broke the, the rules of the team. He went back to Argentina for the, for new years when, you know, Roger Schmidt, verbalized it in his press conference um saying that you know the rules for everyone um and he still went he missed practice he was finally back today but <coughs> he definitely won't be playing again um he's he's on his way out it's just a matter of finalizing everything and we'll also say that the norwegian kid i don't know how to say his name um but he's coming from uh I can't remember the name of the team off the top of my head, but I'll find it. But he's a, a winger that he has touched down in Portugal today um, and expected to be announced in the coming days. Yo, next time you have news like this, you should have like <laughs> news. Bah, 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 like, um, That's like so nice information. I, Holy shit. I, I'll, I'll wait. With that said, Oscar, what's your take on this? <laughs> Um, no, no. I, hold is, on. Also, I like how you have the oranges in the background. It like accents your shirt. It's nice. I just realized it. The other side, like, kind of, it like matches. <laughs> Go, carry I'm trying on. Trying to. No, but Enzo, I loved. I loved Enzo from the like. I, he he had a son to Benfica. Benfica hasn't seen probably since the other Enzo, right? Like it's it's he's a full midfielder. He's a guy that box to box that we all wanted last year that we've been wanting for the last three years, right? He added something that that uh, I absolutely love. The, the, the perfume that he played with, it's unbelievable. Like he added, like soccer. Perfume. Cologne soccer, perfume? Cologne perfume. perfume but I love soccer. <laughs> soccer, soccer looked amazing when it, when it, since he's been on the, and with Enfica, right? But what he did is no turning back. Like and I and I and I kind of feel what Ricosta is going through because he probably wants to keep him. He probably could have said no to Chelsea for the deal because they they have to pay up front, right? In order for to them to take it in January, and he can't right now because of what he's done. He's basically brought, uh, taken all the trust from the the rest of the teammates. Like no, I guarantee there's nobody handshaking him when he came back today. Other than I Otamendi. fucking hope not. I right. hope Otamendi told him to fuck off. Right, right. But, but 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 the thing is like they're just like. What he did is no turning back. And I think Ricosta now is stuck having to agree on terms that he doesn't want to agree with. So this kid fucked us. And forced, to me is he forced our hand. He, he, to me is let him go, collect whatever you can, the max you can for this fucking kid. And I hope he has a horrible career. <laughs> Bam. So I and fuck FIFA in Argentina and Messi and all of them, right? And, fuck, and, and by the way, Mike, are you still glad Argentina won? <laughs> Listen, my my preference for Argentina to win had nothing to do with Otamendi or Enzo. I but you like... did. But I did. I did say if Argentina wins, this is going to happen. But you said both. You said the mindset you for the two both. of them. You didn't say just Enzo. 
Wait, we don't know what to mend. You never know what's going on at the mend. He no, might Ot stick up for Elzo. You never know. Otamendi came back and from all accounts is falling right back into the good soldier he is. Oh, what did Oscar yeah. say in the chat? He's still a Porto fan. Yeah. That was a fake conspiracy. It was a fake yeah. conspiracy. Jay, what were you going to say? So I, I was like one of those people that wanted, like, remember we had a chat in our chat. I was arguing, like, not arguing, but like saying that I would try to renegotiate him, pay him where he need to, raise his clause. Like, I, I was just, I just wanted to keep him, right? But like, that was my intention of saying all that stuff. And um, now, after all this fiasco going on and him leaving and not taking orders, I, I, I'm with Oscar. Like, let him go. Get what we can. $75 million for three months is pretty fucking good. Um, it sucks. I think the downfall is what you said. We're not going to get it in full. But um, I think regardless, the money is going to help. We can reinvest. Um, hopefully we, we will because Enzo – like Oscar said, he had this perfume. I don't know what kind, but um, he I, to me, he had that swag in the midfield. He he brought it, and um, I, I enjoyed watching him play. Even in the World Cup, I enjoyed watching him play. I think he's a, a pretty a phenomenal player. It just sucks that it ended the way it did here at Benfica. And like you guys always say, and I agree, no player, no one is bigger than the club itself, so. If it's it's the money the money talks too. So I, like I said, let him go and fuck him. Agree. Red Baron says he's got to go. Mino Valniario todo. True. Joining us is are also different ages and at different points in their careers. In reference to to Otamendi and Enzo. Uh, Red Baron says, hope we play him in Champions League and he tears an ACL. Oh, <laughs> Oscar, is this your burner account? I said break his leg. Break break his leg. Leg. On his first game, not, not 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 in the Champions League. I don't want to wait until Champions League. I hope the first game. Uh... Dave, Dave, our buddy Dave, the Braga fan, he must be very excited. Uh, that's a lot of money. Amos Vati an option. We're gonna hold this oh, question Dave. for after. We're gonna Dave hold this call question in for after, and... Dave, because we want to talk about yeah, Dave, the, game. the links in the uh, in the chat on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. So if you want to jump in and join the conversation, give us your thoughts. Um, by all means, feel free. Um, Kenny, I know that you were going to say something and I'm going to add to this, which is, are you guys surprised given his age of the reaction? Right. And I know that people, people, I've seen people saying like, you know, he stayed at river plate for the rest of the season. So he could finish the Libertadores. Why didn't do that with Benfica? The reality is, is that he was formed at River Plate. He has a different connection to River Plate than he has with Benfica. Benfica, he said it from the beginning, was a stepping stone into Europe. Did we expect this to happen? No. Did we expect him to blow up in three and a half months? I don't think so, right? But $18 million investment to, at the end of the day, turning it around into $75 million, I think is good business. It sucks losing a player like this, but a club like any club in Portugal can't turn down this much money. Do we wish the circumstance was different? Yes. But even if he was happy and showed up on time, um, but was preferring to leave, Benfica can't say no, right? Like you can't have a player against his wanting to stay. And again, like how do you turn away that? Like that's a lot of cash for a Portuguese team. Kenny. Yeah. 
No, I agree. And, and and like you said, he has no ties to Benfica. So it's, I mean, he, he came here, you know, good stepping stone. Otamendi's on the team. They obviously have a bond. They went to the, like everything kind of just worked out for him this, you know, these in these short months. Um, <clears throat> he never, honestly, I mean, he, he, he obviously broke the rules, right? Went back to Argentina for the New Year's. He clearly didn't want to be, he didn't want to leave Argentina. He wanted to stay there. Um, he came for the game and went right back. So his head wasn't into in it. Like it's very clear to me. And he was already, he was already gone. I mean, he was already working on this deal and trying to get it done. So, um, I agree with what Oscar and Jason and all of you guys are saying that it, he has to go. I just don't like this, this idea of, I, I feel like we're getting screwed on the price. Yeah. It's a big sum of money, but let's think about it this way. Chelsea's most likely going to get the player for a third of the cost, right? If let's just say they break these payments up into, into three, three annual it's payments, three payments. Let's just say they're three annual payments. They're going to get the player for a year for a third of the cost and all the rights to the player. We're like, you know, we, we had to pay 80% or whatever it was to river plate to get, you know, to get them to come on. And, and Chelsea literally only pays a third of the price to get them for, a Champions League run, and the you know, let's just let's just assume that's an annual payment, right? So, I I would I would structure this to get at least fifty one percent up front. Like I wouldn't settle for anything less. At least that way they have. The problem <laughs> is the problem is he went back to Argentina. I don't get, but that's the thing. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, yeah, are you gonna it, are you gonna to, I'll bring the problem it is I'll are you gonna keep them? Go ahead. I'll, okay. I'll bring it back to look to me. This is where Rui Costa has to put his foot down too. Like. I'll tell you right now, there were times when Felucci um, Vieta, he put his foot down on certain contracts and certain transfers, and he, he made things work out in the end. Like, Rui Costa, to me, should put his foot down and get at least 51% of the, the basso up front, not, not a third. And, that, like, in three years, to pay off a player that most likely maybe Chelsea then turns it around after the third year, fourth year, and, and makes makes money off of that as well. Like, to me, I, I, don't I think, think that's uh... The shit end of the stick on that. The I don't think I don't know. If, we don't know the structure of the payment or the timeline yeah, of it's it. Assumptions. Yeah. But I agree. I think we should get more up front. I'll add to that. But Bill, finish your thought. The, no, I no. Think the, 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 wait, the problem wait, is. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, let wait, Bill wait. finish his thought. Let Bill. I was going to say thought. something just to, to Kenny. I think the problem is right. Like I agree. I think we should get more up front. But he left. Right. He he didn't want to come back to begin with. He came back for the game. Didn't want to play left the public that he left he was taking photos with his fucking agent posting them to social media right he's from all accounts has told chelsea he's not playing for us and he wants to go to chelsea <coughs> he's essentially forced our hand we have no bargaining chip if we say no to chelsea some bargaining chip if we say no to chelsea we, though are you gonna bring are you gonna bring a player that doesn't want to be on the team into that locker room or into any locker room on the twenty-one, you, on the twenty-three, put him. Yeah, in the that's, fucking that's, that's no, but what's he going to do there? It's easy. Desperate for a player right now. It's, 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 bro, it's easy to say that, right? <laughs> He's one of our highest earners. You're going to put him on on the B team or under twenty ones to yeah, then never you, to you then never get up. your your investment back. But I don't think the concern is. I don't think if we do that if we do that to him if we say no to Chelsea, stick him on the B team or stick him on the U twenty ones. You think he's ever? He's ever going to do anything to make his way back up to the first team? Well, I think at that point he's saying "fuck you." I'll run out my fucking contract and I'll figure out where I can go after that. That's years. a loss for him. That's a four years. He would With probably end you, up buying himself out. I think the yeah, bigger right, concern but he'll is he'll find a way out. 
He'll find his way but out. I think the big like, concern he's is if, he'll do an he'll do an interview with Pierce Morgan and find his way out. <laughs> but I think but I think the bigger Chelsea's issue isn't sending too. him. I don't think the bigger issue. I don't think the issue is sending him to the B team or the Sub 23s. I think the bigger issue is if he's already unhappy on the A team. What what do you think he's going to do to the locker room for the younger kids? Right, like he's going to be even a worse worse influence uh, for asset kids that to that team. Right, a terrible influence. Right, so like yeah. I wouldn't want him there either. Jay, Put him on the say? side. Train by yourself. <laughs> I mean, oh, but you would that, have you would have to you would have to learn a lesson. If he stayed behind, if if uh, if uh, Rui Costa put his foot down and be like, you know what? Because you're a dick, and because I'm not getting what I want, I'm saying no to this deal. And you're gonna be training by yourself. It could be yeah, for a month. Think it could be we for two months. That, until How can Benfica yeah, say no to hundred? Yeah. One hundred and thirty million dollars. Do you think we can? I think oh, there will be wow. another team that will come and pay. But if, why can't Chelsea we'll, we'll pay if, if he sits for six months and doesn't play on the first team, there is no fucking team in the world that's going to come knocking and pay anywhere near the hundred million. You don't we'll think Real Madrid would? But he wouldn't. Uh, if he doesn't play for six months, then no one's going to come pay anything near what we're getting now. Never seen ever, man. You don't think you don't think any other club will play will pay the hundred twenty no. right now in January? Yep. No, right That's now, the, no, because of the only, financial fair play. Yeah. One hundred twenty million is going to be the largest ever transfer fee in the Premier League. Think about that: the largest ever transfer fee in the Premier League, and it'll be the fifth most expensive transfer in world okay. soccer. Yeah, in January, that's a huge sum of money. There's oh, no team. Like, Good. But 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 what what I can't wrap my head around is is it's I don't know how the pay, like we don't know how the payments are being structured. Correct. But, but it's being saying that's three three payments, right? They're being structured into three payments. How it's split up, we don't know. But we can get but, two of those payments this year. The key to it here is Chelsea needs to adhere to financial fair play. Yeah. So if they make a payment now, and then they make a payment in the twenty three twenty four season, which would be between august and december we could get two of those payments this year so even if it is three payments we could get two of those payments this year okay so depending on how it's structured right but like i'm i'm going <clears throat> under the assumption that you're getting a third of the cost you're essentially Correct. loaning out the player and i mean you own the player you're just loaning them out for half a season i think that's bullshit like if if it's structured that way where you get two two payments you know within this calendar uh, year six month period then fine but if not i feel like I mean, to wait to get your third payment three years down the road, I think that's that's. I don't think I don't think it would take. I don't, I don't think, think it'll take that long. Yeah. yeah, I want to see how that If it's the way Mike's saying, it'll probably be a year and a half to get the full payment. That's what I'm going to assume because again, the key here is, and if you guys have been following Chelsea's purchases, I mean, they're literally like playing FIFA man, football manager in real life. Like those guys are just Todd Bowley's just going fucking on the map and like uh, here. And All right, yeah, let's buy this guy. Like they're between, buying everything right now. Yeah, and between, to talk about financial fair play, play like don't give me, I don't think that whole bullshit because they're over there buying everyone. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> Correct. Like, there's whole, loopholes, of course. There's loopholes to it. Of course, there's loopholes. Yeah, I mean, so PSG they, got they around it and everything. Cash. So that's PSG. what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. My hope here is that I agree with Bill. I think that we have very little leverage because the player is clearly unhappy, right? And you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do you keep a player that's unhappy? That doesn't want to be there and isn't going to be an asset to this team and potentially poisons that locker room? Or do you try to negotiate the best deal you can for a fee that's astronomical and no team in Portugal can say no to? It's difficult, right? But I, I'm of the opinion, I'm like you guys, right? Like, fuck him, let him rot on the B team, whatever. Oh, I would love send to a do message, that, but... send a message. But I, 
we're not a team that's financially stable enough to be able to to make an example of someone that expensive. If this is a $20 million transfer, 100%. Fuck it. We can take that chance. $120 million, we I don't think we could take that chance. No, I agree. And I would take the latter too. I just, I want to see how those payments are, are laid I agree. Up. I hope we if don't he, get screwed on the structure if, of the payment. If he hadn't come, if he hadn't come and had those reports of him not wanting to play and, and him, if he had stayed for the new year's like, yeah, I think we have a little more leverage at that point, even if behind the scenes, he tells Chelsea, yeah, I want to come. But I think like him essentially going against the club and doing what he wants to do and against the club rules kind of shows Chelsea like wait it out because we Benfica can't hold on to him. They're not gonna like it's pointless for us to to hold on to this guy and have him potentially rot the locker room. What what he what uh Ricardo Warta did is total opposite of what this guy did. Ricardo Warta basically did his right. job. He like, could have forced goes, his way out. He could have done the same thing as Enzo forces <laughs> forced himself like listen I want to go you made it clear but he he did his job he was there getting paid by Braga and he stayed to play for Braga right Enzo is basically what what I consider one of those he's a stranger he's a, he's a, he's a I but mean I think I it, there's a word I think for it him ties and I don't into, want to say it online I think it ties into <laughs> what um what you had said earlier and I think someone said it in the comments as well right like and I think Kenny had said it his age, right? His agent, for example, I think Enzo's probably his only player. And if he's not, he's obviously the most impactful player for it. Like imagine the agent fees. The on agent hundred percent is pushing for this as well. Like, listen, you're gonna go make two, three times the salary. You're gonna get I saw something like a ten million dollar sign-on bonus for Enzo. The agent's gonna get paid huge buck, like huge m- uh, amount of money that he's gonna get for this transfer, life-changing, like is it Min's tied to this too? So they're saying that Min's was asked Brought on to be Chelsea. involved by Chelsea to kind of be involved in it and help sure move it along. Like I'm sure he's getting a percentage. I mean, he doesn't um, do anything for free. Correct. But again, like for Enzo's agent, like this, if Enzo wasn't already in love with the money floating around, his agent is like, dude. You need to take this deal. <laughs> like you're gonna get paid big bucks. I'm gonna get paid. We're all gonna be happy. You'll be in the Premier League. I don't have to work anymore. Life is great, right? So, like the people that are gonna surround him, I think also have a huge impact in this decision. If he was ever in doubt, which I don't think he was. Um, but again, yeah, we he, knew this was a stepping stone for him. Oh, right. So and like, Ricardo Arte is like there's time different different phase in but they're also different phases in their career right like Enzo's yeah. 19 Ricardo Duarte is 27 right so like I think Ricardo Duarte is a little bit more mature to know how shit works and is like you know am I gonna burn a bridge right he's not gonna let me go right where Enzo's like fuck it right like but just I, with the ties to the clubs too like he's correct. been forever exactly yeah, he's the he's, captain he's probably, yeah like this is correct. This Enzo's been here for three months. He's like, like he has no ties to this country. Anyone here, right? It's not. I I think that's where the major piece of it is. Yeah, Jay, what are you gonna say? And his, I mean, his, what? If it's his wife or girlfriend, girlfriend. like his family's still in Argentina. Like he clearly wasn't planning to be here for super long. He didn't move anyone. He came by himself. Like his family all stayed back in Argentina. Okay. I just think that it, I know. Remember reading it during the summer when we were trying to sign him. He didn't even want to come here or 
it, it was one of his options, but he preferred to go to Italy. Um, I believe it was AC Milan, if I'm not mistaken. AC Milan was involved in the... But um, I, I just felt like it's like what you guys just said. He had no ties. I just felt like he he, he kind of took Benfica as a legitimate stepping stone. He found his glory. And he, he said it. Called out and he wanted to go to a bigger platform, and now he's getting it. Yep. Um, Red Baron said, Kenny, Lucifer has sold everything. <laughs> Enzo Perez and Matic have sold to look up. I'd have to look up examples. <laughs> there were, there's other examples, too. I'm, I'm, not, I'm um, not saying he didn't sell everyone, but... João Gomes says, um abraço dos Açores de Benfica. Um abraço para ti, João. Já é tarde aí desse lado. Uh, mas um abraço e obrigado por participares aqui nesta nossa conversa. Um, <coughs> Dave, our buddy, Braga fan says it's a lot of money. Al Musrati is an option. Now, when we talk about the January transfer window, the guy that Benfica uh, supposedly has signed and has arrived in Portugal today, his name is Shell Schedeldrup. Oh, boy. That's gonna I, be I can't wait to hear to that. I can't wait for the Portuguese. Right. Nickname. We're going to find a nickname. <laughs> Um, let me see where he actually plays. He plays in the Danish league, and I know th that logo, but I don't remember the name of the team. But he's a winger, 18 years old, huge margin of progression. Um, I think I had seen something like 10 million or 12 million with, with add on bonuses. And this is the key, which I think is a good thing that Bafika is doing and Rui Costa is doing, is in order for us to keep the transfer fees costs low, we're willing to give a percentage to the team. To, for them to keep with the teams knowing that Benfica's ability to uh, sell high is very good. So it's yeah. an incentive for the team to say, you know what, let's, let's sell them for less. We keep a percentage knowing that in one, two years, they can turn this around for a huge sale. Um, so if, if those numbers are accurate, I think that's a good, good purchase, especially for the age and the hype that comes with him. Uh, Red Baron says, is that for real? He's in Portugal again. From the rumor, from the source that we have, which is a very good source, I'm not going to name any names, but a very good source told us today that he did touch down in Portugal today. Um, so expect for him to be announced in the coming days. Um, so Almuzrati is something or someone that's been thrown around in the last year. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, we're going to obviously need another midi. Obviously, Oshness slides into that center midfield role. I like him a lot. Um, I thought he looked really good in the second half when he started to play more central. He's a very versatile player, can play wide, but I prefer to see him central. He's a different type of player than Enzo is. Um, but I do think, obviously, we need to get some reinforcements. There's rumors of some Koksu or something like that. A Turkish player, Turkish international from Feyenoord. Um, I think it's interesting that we're pushing the the that region of the world for transfers. Uh, obviously, a region that that Roger Schmidt's going to know well, um, and it's a region that we t typically haven't explored very often. Um, and it's a different type of player as well. Um, so it's interesting to see that. But do you guys think Inal Muzrati would be? A legitimate option. Would he be a good player for Benfica? Of course. Would he? I don't. Th I'm not convinced that Antonio Salvador wants to do business with Benfica. Yeah, I've seen yeah. people say. I know Jay. You had said in the group chat, "Go get the Arthur brothers." Um, I would be willing to say that if Benfica went and said, "Hey, we want Almuzrati and Ricardo Arta," Salvador would be like, "Fine, seventy million." million. 
<laughs> I mean, do you, so I'll, do you guys I'll, think it's a, a reasonable wait, option? Wait, wait a minute. No, if, 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 I'm not like uh, Musrati can sit back. My my target from from Braga is is Ricardo Arta. And if if, if you had to willing, choose, if Braga said yeah, you can take one or the Arta. other, you you prioritize Arta over I have a question. Would you straight out flat trade Enzo for Maserati and Ricardo Arta? Huh? Say that again? For the system, no. no, a trade. <laughs> Legit. Be like, you take I, Enzo, no. give me Maserati and Ricardo Arta. And you're leaving, and Arta too. You're no, leaving no. like you're leaving like a hundred million. Money on on like, I'm just I'm just asking, like, what would no. it, would it, those two make me think no. better, or Enzo Perez make me think Enzo Fernandez make you better? Um, uh, no, I wouldn't make that trade. I would. Not I wouldn't make the trade, but I don't. I don't think it's a bad trade. I mean, if you're saying the we're, Enzo, we're losing, we're losing the Enzo that's mad at Benfica for no, 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 dude, dude. No, I'll take players for one. I think. No, I think. I don't. I think that in those two, we had a. a we, we need. We definitely a winger. Has a goal in him. And a goal, and, and he can play across the front. Yes. the front, the middle, the everywhere, right? And Maserati is a guy that we saw Florentino. Without losing Enzo, that Maserati guy is fucking look, reminds me of Danilo, like a Portuguese Danilo, right? He's he's that guy in the midfield, he's good. A tank. and he's, he's a young, tank. and twenty six years old. I I would make that trade. I would think those two add more value to Enfica than Enzo. And Enzo is nasty. I do not. I mean, yeah, there's two. There are two players that could absolutely start, right? So obviously, they're you know you get rid of one and you get two potential starters. I think obviously it adds a dynamic to the team, but then. I'm going to ask you this. I think Almuzrati probably goes into the starting 11, although Florentino and him are similar. So you're going to sit Florentino alongside no, Auschwitz? No, I'll put you can't play. You can't rotation. play Almuzrati and Tino yeah. as the starters. Basically we're basically We're getting get into the argument of Yeah, but but Maserati would play the same position as Enzo. Like you'll stay play there. But he's not the same type he's of player. Not, he's not the same type. He's, he's a same type of player. He's Old a twinkle. twinkle. Yeah, Enzo's a different type of player. Enzo creates from deep. Almost is not that type of player. But I'm the other question I'm going to ask you is Andrea or Ricardo Arta, who sits for Ricardo Arta? Well, Nerz is fragile. But if Nerz is fit. Do you play Neres or do you play Ricardo Arta? Depends who's fitter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now I got you, you flip, thinking. You flip a coin. No. If you're not sitting Rafa. Mike, it, it all depends on who has the better perfume that day. Yeah. And no, yeah. no, whoever, whoever like <laughs> Ricardo Arta has been unbelievable. Like he, he would have to start. You don't think so, he could play? He could he could go box to box Ricardo Arta? What, in Enzo's spot? Yeah. No. 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 You don't think so? I'd probably probably no. move he's, he's a winger or number 10. But then you and they've talked about Joe Mario more central, but we lose a lot with Joe Mario being central. He doesn't yeah. have that motor, the ability to carry the ball like an Enzo Next. does or a player like that, right? So, um, I think I, if I, Ricardo Horta was to come in, you it would have to be like with the, the knowledge of he might not start every single game, he's gonna be like he's gonna get his chances, but like. No chance. Dude, if, Arthur comes, if Arthur comes to the team, he starts. Yeah, but who? who do you look at who are you going to take out? Exactly. Like, well, is it Joe Mario? You're asking my opinion. I think he starts. And who I, I think Ned sits. You might have to change okay. the formation. That's fine. If you th but that's like, I'll accept right. that, right? Like, Ned's yeah, over Ricardo person. Yeah. But like, I don't think he plays central. Uh, Dave says, Jean Mario to the bench and Rafa behind the striker. I mean, Rafa's been playing behind the striker the whole time. Ned's wide and then Jean Mario wide. 
Now, the, and those guys are flexible. They move. They move to the Correct. wide. They move to the so, central. Joe Mario and Rafa have a good chemistry together, and I think that you can't sit any of those. We've Rafa been praising Joe Mario all season. No, we're not going to. Now we're just going to say sit him because we we got kind of Arthur. Like, come on. Listen, it's I don't true. like you don't. So it's a good. It's a good problem to have, right? You, like it's I one of those things where like. It's a good fucking problem to have, right? Like you have yeah. quality players. Well, we don't have that problem right now. You right, right. Exactly. I want, I want that problem. I want that problem. Well, I agree. Draxa was supposed to come in and give us a headache, and he hasn't given me one headache. No. Right, he's giving me, I, he's giving me a headache of not playing well. It's been bad. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I kind of agree with what Kenny's saying. We need to get more depth so we can rotate these players. So by the end of the season, that they're fresher than what they could often wastes all his energy mid, midway through the season, then he's all gassed up towards the end. I would yeah. rather have Rafa miss a game here and there and have a, a backup like Orte, and then next game, Joe Mario misses a game, and then next game, like, you just rotate him. Like, well, and that's, like I said, like, it, Orte, if he comes in, has to be with the expectation that you're not an automatic starter. You're, it's going to be, like, a rotational thing. You're going to get your minutes, but it's going to be when we're rotating yeah, that, the squad. Yeah, that'll right? be fine. He's coming to Benfica. Right. He, you would know that. I mean, let's not, let's not forget. Joe Mario he's going to play every three out of four games. He'll come. Like, Joe Mario gassed out last year. Ned is is yeah. proven to be fragile. Like yeah. you, 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 you easily need a rotation there towards the and end. And Florentino is like if, if Florentino, Florentino is if he starts sucking, who do we have to put there? Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's why we need to like invest this this transfer market. So what would you say? I'm going to go around the table here, Kenny. Who would? What are the spots that you think we absolutely? So let's say Enzo has gone. Position, position what wise. are the spot? What are the positions that you think yeah. we abs are must haves in January? Absolute winger. It looks like we already signed one. A midfielder and a forward. I think defensive. What type of midfielder are you looking for? I, I would Enzo want. Type? I want um, boxer, more defensive boxer. minded, I think, I think more offensive minded. Find, I guess it would be hard to find another Enzo. But at least a, a creative midfielder with goal. Okay. So a yeah. number ten, or not even a true ten, but like someone that can float, even float. We need we need a Manish. But this this center midfielder that you're talking about, Kenny, does he come in to sit alongside Tinu or Auschnis, or does he replace one of the front three? Well. I think you need you need a player that can that can fill in the midfield mostly because we if we already have that other midfielder in we have Neres we have João Mario we have Rafa there's already four players there I think it's more critical someone that that's more central but can float to the outside as well I for me it's Ricardo Huerta I think he can do that um but that, that's the type of player that I think I would be looking for then a, an, another striker, a true striker. And it looks like we have a winger. I don't know anything about this kid. So I don't know if he's just a, a player for potential or if he actually is going to get minutes, but I would, I would maybe bring in another, another winger. He's got good I, numbers. Obviously he's in the Danish league, but go ahead. Oscar. I, I would, I would get my, think my position. I think what scares me, not even Enzo, because I think Freddie can fill that spot very well. I think is more the defensive midfield position with us having to trust Florentino for the rest of the, se the season, the only guy that we can trust. I think somebody coming in and that can play Florentino's position and play a box-to-box -box is probably what we need the most right now. The other ones that we, that we might need 
is backups of what we have already. Okay. Just to give you some numbers here. Uh, so the uh, his first name is Andreas, so I'm going to stick to calling him that. Cause Andreas, yeah. His last name is <laughs> S-C-H-J-E-L-D-E-R-U-P. Schedulderup. Fuck, that's a tongue twister. He plays for Nordsland in the Danish league. He's Norwegian midfielder, 18 years old. He'll be 19 in June. Um, and he's a midfielder with goals. Uh, he's got 17 appearances this season in the Danish league, and he's got 10 goals. Um, and he's very highly touted. So um, I think he's obviously a player for the future, but a player that I think they hope can have an impact off the bench at least this season. Um, Jay, what are your what are your must-haves this transfer window? So the first first half of the season, we pretty much had our rotation, and I, I know it was Enzo and Tino, but like uh, Frederick was kind of getting involved well. So I feel like we need to get a replacement for Enzo. Um, the type of player, I don't know. I don't. I I know I've seen rumors about some Turkish guy. I don't know if he's going to come, but I would like to have a similar player like Enzo. I know it'll be tough to find a player like him with all the swag, but I feel like there are players out there that hopefully our scouting team can land one. Um, I think we, after what you described, that. 18-year-old kid, I, I'm not too confident. I think we probably need to reinforce there as well. I think I kind of agree with Kenny. The perfect player is Ricardo Arte because he can play all the positions up front. Um, and as, as far as a striker, I, I would like to find another striker, but I think that we're going to be stuck with Ramos and Musa for the rest of the year, which as long as Ramos yeah, plays, we should be all right. <clears throat> Um, Bill, what are your thoughts? And just a, give a shout out here, here to your dad. Your dad commented on my share of this video. He didn't comment on the actual video, <laughs> but he said, uh, "O Cantinho Benfica está de parabéns, mas com respeito ao Enzo, 127 milhões que vai embora." Like on deles. What are your must haves? I, I kind of agree with Oscar. I think with with Freddie and, and Jean Mario, I think the two of them, I mean, Jean Mario, yeah, he still lines up on outside on the wing, but he tucks in more more often than not. I think between the two of them, um, they can kind of fill that end, the, the Enzo role where we're kind of building from, from them. Um, my concern would be Florentino. Like, we don't have another Trinco on the bench, we don't have anyone that fits that profile. Um, I think Frederick can play that position. I don't know. He that's why I think I think I think Frederick's good, but I just I don't know if he can play. That's that's like putting Vigel back there. That's, I, that's yeah. the same thing. I don't know if he's yeah, but Frederick's got a different motor on him. Yeah, right. But, but we it, adapting players that don't they're more pushed. I agree. Up, play can more he, pushed up. Can he play right. there? I think he can, and I think he can yeah. do the job. Do we want yeah, him to play there? I don't think we want him now. If Benfica had the option to go get a more offensive-minded midfielder, with the thought of Tino and Auschnitz play, yep. Tino goes down. We can shift Auschnitz over, and this midfielder we bring in brings into that midfield creativity and goals. I wouldn't be upset with that. that that's my thinking on that. Worst case, uh, 
Yeah, I think worst case but we have Fred, an option is Freddie. Has Freddie played but, in that defense? Yeah, because he's played he along played, with Enzo. He played there for Fire Lord. Yeah, with Enzo, Enzo pushes back to the box to box. He can play back there. I yeah, thought he was a box drops, box. Enzo drops in to create. Enzo doesn't drop in to defend. There's a difference, exactly. right? There's a difference uh, between dropping defending. in to get the ball. You see Enzo making tackles like Tino does? Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Well, no, I, come I see, on. <laughs> but I don't see I don't see Enzo making like same thing as uh, Freddie. I don't see Freddie making tackles like Tino. He's his correct position because is, he's not because he's playing with Tino. He's naturally a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, Dave says, probably. "What happened to Paulo Bernardo? Paulo Bernardo is is likely going on loan. <laughs> so Benfica, Benfica has Joan Ferreira on loan at Riwav. He wasn't playing. Um, so Benfica removed him and they sold him to Watford for three million. Um, and that's that opens up an extra spot for Benfica to loan out a player in the Portuguese league. And the rumor is that Paulo Bernardo will be that player. Can, You're gonna say something? Can I? I have, I have a question about the the other young kid that that got minutes against Braga." What was his name? Jonevs. Jonevs. Why is it Jean that Neves. that there's there's another example of a a Ventus type player? Like these kids look so young and fragile. Like <laughs> they, his they shorts look, like 12, look three sizes too big. They look like an and I said this in the chat. It looked like like he was wearing and one shorts. Like <laughs> I don't did. understand. And his shirt's tucked in. It makes it worse. Our, our best player, these kids are getting minutes, and they're like... I they're... remember when uh, Tiago Vence got loaned out to, to Bayern. Everyone was all up in arms. <laughs> fucking kids yeah. are fucking... Twins. Bayern's going to buy them. Like, yeah, dude, I don't know. No come, I don't know what's going on, dude. They got to start the, giving some, more, some some carne or something. Dude. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, Dave asks us, what central defender departs Benfica this window? To remember, we have Otamendi, we have Tony yeah, Silva, Lucas Verismo. Uh, Jean Vitor, who has Brooks. not been called up, and Bro Brooks, I think, is 100% gone. Yeah, Brooks the other be the four, one. I don't think Brooks is definitely going to leave. The other Morato four, I don't in, think. In, in oh, Morato, I forgot Morato. Yeah. So we have five summer. outside of Brooks. We have five. Um, I don't think any leave in With January, but Brooks, I'm saying outside of Brooks, I think Brooks is an obvious. Well, I think but outside gotta, of Brooks, yeah. we have five. We have five outside of Brooks. With yeah. with Brooks, we have six. We got Lucas Ritmo, Jean Vitor, Otamendi, Tony Silva, and Morato. They all stay. That's five. If we can starters. keep them, if we can keep them, keep them. Because I I would think that Otamendi's out next year, right? And then, I think then you're out next year. And then you're covered, no. right? Then you got the four. Yeah, but that the you're thing is, like, with. Otamendi leaves by not, no money for Benfica. Just a uh, contract ends, Correct. right? Contract. That's so, true, but yeah. let's so, just say let's so just say Otamendi leaves, Morato maybe maybe or Antonio Silva. I don't know. One of them leaves, right? But then you still have three. You only have to backfill one, right? Or right. you bring up another kid. So if you can hold on to all of them, I think you do it. I my question is Brooks. how 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 many more? Like, do you guys think if João uh, Antonio Antonio Silva has a, a bad game here and there. Do you think they, they he pulls a plug and puts Verissimo in or or one of those guys? Or does no, he think he has or does he think he or does he think he has he has a lot of slack like you know I think his of, slack I think his leniency is is mostly driven by the fact that Lucas Verissimo still doesn't look to be fit. Yeah. And Jean Vitor has been in and out of the team with an injury. If anything Morato is going to be that guy, but we've seen Morato you know, pissed down his leg, you know, a few times this season, right? He had that blunder against Still Damadora. We said at the beginning of the season that Morato looked good, right? But he's got a mistake in him. I think 
Roger Schmidt is committed to Tony Silva, unless he absolutely has a dreadful run of play, I'd be very surprised if he pulls him out of the starting eleven yeah, this season. Yeah, I, I would. I've turned. I've turned on that conversation. Yeah, Kenny, I want, what's Morato? I'm Kenny. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he, you've he turned played. Kenny. You've turned him. <laughs> no, I agree. I think he's got a little bit more leniency, um, unless he and Morato's sucking. Listen. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not the same player. But we could say the same thing about Lucas Verissimo, right? We don't know what yeah. to expect with him because of his injury, right? Jean Vitor's got an ankle problem. He's been in and out of the team. Right? We so seen what's he going to give us? I, I, exactly. expect, I, I expect big things from Lucas Verissimo when he comes back. I, I, I do really too. Think. I mean, he showed us a lot before he got hurt. Yeah. The question think, is, dude, that, that injury is not easy to come back from. He was our best He was our best center back. Before 100%. I, I, still, 100%. I still think that. I still expect a lot from him. I know it can't come from injury. It might take a little bit of time, but I still expect him to be like the captain of our team one maybe one day. If he stays healthy, I, I I wouldn't disagree. Red Baron says there's a few Enzos in Europe outside the Big Five. Reader from Young Boys. Vermin from PSV. I know him. Tut Lear from Ajax. I think guy from Ajax would be t- difficult to get to Benfica. I'd be surprised if somebody from Ajax yeah. would come to Benfica unless they're not getting minutes there. Um, he says uh, Jean Vitor was a mistake. Red Baron also says Morato has been awful. Um, since his injury, he's definitely dropped down. But again, he's not playing as consistently. Confidence levels aren't there, right? So that plays a huge part in it. Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be a long month. Uh, hopefully in by Friday, everything's finalized, at least with Enzo. We get turn that page, move on, get favorable payments so we're not dragging it out. Um, I think we all agree that we hope that he has a negative career at least at Chelsea one because I don't like Chelsea but two because I'm pissed off at the fact that he did what he did um quickly how are you feeling about Friday's game I'll go around the table quickly Oscar what's your how are you feeling confidence wise do you think we'll wow. bounce back what's the pilas we're gonna, we're gonna and again don't forget we got no Rafa we got what is, to say. Is, a, is an yeah. unknown and here's another question if Otamendi gets a yellow card he doesn't play against Sporting do you no, there's a him? cup. There's a cup game between. I think you clear there. No, we play next week. We play for the no, scene there's right a cup after game we play in between. The oh, the Tasa Portugal. But I don't think it clears in the Tasa. That's, that's, that's the thing. It is it clear? It doesn't. I think it does. I think it no, I think they got rid of Liga. I think it clears Tasa Liga, not Tasa Portugal. I think if you get the cups, you clear it. I think if you get the card in the cup, it clears for the league. But if you get the cup, the card in the league, I don't think it clears in the cup because teams are doing that. I don't think so. All right, give me your thoughts. I'm going to look it up. Well, I think with the, the players that were missing, it's not going to be a joke. I think our players are going to be more cautious. Um, I, I still think we win. I still have faith that we, we can beat Portimonense, this Portimonense at least at home. Um, I'm going with a 3-1 win. 3-1 win. Okay. Jay? I'm being optimistic. I think that we're going to rebound. Um I'm also going with the 3-1 win. Copycat. <laughs> Kenny. Yeah, we'll rebound, I hope. Uh two to one. Okay. What happened to your clean sheets, boys? <laughs> Bill. No, I, I, I agree with Kenny. I think I think we rebound, but I think the the struggles to, to find the back of the net will continue and I think it'll be a, a two one win. But I think I think it'll be a lot better performance than what we saw against Baraga. God, 
That would suck. It can't get any worse. That's fucking true. Yeah, I'm confident. I think the team will bounce back. I know we're missing Rafa, but I think the team has to give a response here. And I think that the locker room will be motivated at home um, to show that, or at least I hope that it was a, it was just a, a, a small banana peel that, that caught us. Um, I did find the information, well, some of the information. The, if you get the card in the Tasa, it clears in the league. So you can't play in your next league game. I have to find the other way around, but I'm almost it, positive. It, dude, if, if it can't go just one way. If it, if it goes one way, it goes the other as well. Because I know can, Port- because I, I know- teams were teams. What teams were doing is they would get the card in the Campionato, and then they have Fair a game the coming up against the fourth division team, and they would get the card so they don't so play against the fourth division. So that team. changed that, that changed this year. Because last year, <laughs> last year they changed it recently. Yeah, last year they. I know. I know. I, there was, I, there I was players getting to, cards on purpose. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. A fourth to clearing some cards on a Tasa game because you know clearing we get a yellow on the yeah. league to not play in a Tasa game. It's like that old, uh, what was it, Mourinho, I think, at Real Madrid was like telling players, Ramos and I think Xabi Alonso, to get red cards on purpose. Just appeal it, dude. Some players you appeal it, you yeah, never like squad legit appeal it, you're good for like three years. Did Pellini already not play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he comes back, maybe he'll get suspended. He won't be able to play when he comes back to Portugal. Um, all right. Well, everyone's high. Everyone's feeling confident for Friday. Uh, hopefully the team can bounce back. Um, hold on. We got another comment that wasn't on the, uh, your mom, Bill, you got to teach your parents to comment on the live, not on the shared tech support. Your, All right. I got your it. Your mom says, your mom says, fosse uma sopa transmontana e um bife abarroso bem fazia para mexerem essas pernas. I agree. I agree. Um, presunto. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up for today. Um, thank you to everyone that was in the chat Friday, big game, big response. Um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch. Um, give us a like, um, new year. Let's see if we can get those numbers up. We're at 20, 28 K on, on Facebook. The goal, my goal is to hit 30 K before the end of the season. So if you haven't already jump over there and give us a like, and all the other social media platforms tomorrow we will be here i will be here with the portuguese podcast with a different group of personnel to get their thoughts and opinions we on the american podcast will be back next week um as always gentlemen a pleasure hopefully next week we'll be back with uh more smiles and a w um until then have a good evening e viva benfica